Hey everybody, welcome to the DBIP group live innovators Q&A, your daily live cast, bringing you guys answers to common intellectual property questions. We like to cover everything from patents to trademarks, trade secrets, copyrights, anything related to intellectual property. We try to provide clarity around it for you guys. So this is episode 59. We've been going strong on this show uh, daily, every day, Monday through Friday morning. Um, Victoria, thank you so much for helping me do this, make this all happen. I uh, hope you had an awesome weekend. And we're gonna go into a whole another series. We have get a lot of common questions. And one of the questions that we get is, is well, actually I should let Victoria tell us about. Um, but before, before I do, before I do, I do wanna wrap up uh, what we did uh, last on Friday, episode 58. So why don't I have Victoria just give us a quick recap, tell us what the question of the day was last, last show. Last show, the question was, how do I qualify for micro entity fees? Right, so we went through the what a micro entity was, what is at the at the patent office, and essentially one way that you can qualify for micro entity status is if you're an individual that makes less than a certain um, uh, income threshold. Presently, it, it's at two hundred six thousand, and that's for prior year, prior calendar year, and you also have to have you have to be named on less than four prior patent applications. And you can't be required to assign your invention to a, to a large undiscounted entity. So if you have to, if you have some agreement where you have to assign your, because of some licensing deal that you worked out before, if you have to assign your patent application to a large undiscounted entity, like a large corporation, then you would not qualify as a micro entity. So something to keep in mind. But it's a really, really useful tool if, you're, if you want to get some patent applications on file, you haven't started, this is your first time maybe, and if you if you satisfy the income threshold requirements, then it can save you a ton of money because again, a micro entity means that you pay a quarter of the normal fees, a quarter. So uh, right now, just just so you guys have some numbers. So what that means is for a utility, non-provisional utility application, you're looking at paying four hundred and thirty dollars. So it's significant cost savings, whereas a large company would pay seventeen twenty one thousand seven hundred and twenty dollars. So it's pretty significant. All right, cool. So if you guys want to learn more about microentity, go back, watch episode 58. And uh, yeah, so let's move on. So this is a Q&A show. Like I said, I'm gonna, we're going to introduce a series of episodes today. Uh, but, but, but that being said, if you guys have any IP questions, okay, please send them Victoria's way, Victoria to dbip.com. We'll do whatever we can to try to elucidate and bring clarity to your question and provide useful, helpful answers that will hopefully not just help you, but also help other people. Uh, the other thing um, that we have is a community number. So please, please send us a text. All right, you'll get direct direct access to me. Our number is 415-943-5193. 415-943-5193. Just shoot a text to that number and I will reply. And if you have a question, you can also shoot it to this number and we'll get your question answered on the show. All right, so Victoria, why don't you uh, kick off uh, this series of episodes for us? Okay, so today's question is how do I file a TS plus app trademark application on a mobile application before I release it? Right, so we get a lot of individuals who and companies and businesses, entrepreneurs that have mobile apps. And one of the things that they want to do when they have a mobile app is they want to protect the name of their mobile app. There's a lot of benefits to having a trademark mobile app name, right? One is that you can secure it, you can prevent others from 
uh, ripping off your name. Um, also, uh, as I understand, it also helps with the uh, Apple Apple Store. So having a registered mark might give you leverage in the Apple Apple Store. And I haven't heard too much about Google Play, but possibly also the Google Play. But at the end of the day, it's a really, really good idea. It's only beneficial. And as I'm going to show you in this episode, uh, there's a there's a cost-effective way to do it if you haven't yet released your app, but you want to see if the name is available and if you can possibly get it protected. All right. So before we get started, I just want to uh, clarify something that's really, really important. And we've, we've created a ton of episodes on what classes are, but in order to file a trademark application, you have to file it under a, a specific class of goods or services. Okay. So I'll just tell you now, mobile applications are filed under class nine. Okay. And class nine covers what's called downloadable software. Okay. So if you can download, if you download your mobile application, let's say on Google play or on the app store, then that would be, uh, that would, that would qualify under class nine as a downloadable application. So in this particular episode, the question was how you do a TS plus. So we're, we're going to go through step-by-step step how you would do a TS plus application on a mobile app that you haven't yet released. Okay. So let's, uh, let's get started. So the first thing that you need, of course, is, is you need the name. So Victoria is going to help me out today. She's going to provide me with a name. Um, while she thinks about the name, um, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to show you guys first initially how you can go about doing a, a, just a quick search. Um, so the place to start is by going to, to trademarks. Um, I, I typically, um, if you want, I like to start just going to tsdr.uspto.gov and then search trademarks. So you're going to come back on Victoria and tell us your name. Sure. I think we should stick with what we came up with for Vrez. Cool. cool. Very cool. Okay. This is a play on Victoria's name. Um, so, all right. So again, I, I don't think we've done a show on these, on these uh, structured, uh, structured searches, um, but really, really useful tools. So if you click on structured and you can basically enter free form um, in the box. So this is actually really useful, really powerful. So we're going to, Go ahead and type in vres, and then um, this is the name. So we're going to do a full name. Uh, I'll show you guys some other searches that you guys can do if you want to get tricky with this. And we're going to do international class nine. And I want to look at I want to look at live marks. Um, it's a good idea to look back to marks that are that haven't been abandoned in the last three years. But just for simplicity, I just want to do the basic search here. So so okay. So we see the full word mark. Uh, Vrez is, is available. I'm going to also search what's called the basic index, BI, basic index. Um, that also, okay, so this is quite promising. Uh, there might be some plays on the word Vrez that may result in other uh, being an issue with this, but for the most part, I just based on this initial search, I feel confident that we can probably go forward with filing under this uh, under that name for this application. Okay, so I'm gonna get, let's get the application process started. So to start filing a trademark application on your mobile app, what you wanna do is, is you wanna go to, uh, again, uh, tsdr.uspto.gov, and then you wanna click on file online. Uh, once you get to file online, you're gonna wanna click go to um, initial application forms. And we're gonna do a TS, you're gonna click on start your application, TS. And we're, today we're gonna do, um, we're going to do a TS plus application. Okay. Now remember there's two types of trademark applications. Generally there's TS plus and TS standard. What's the difference? Well, the difference is price. The TS plus is $50 cheaper 
So the TS plus is 225 per class. So in this case, if we file under class nine, we're only going to pay 225. Now, if we file under class, uh, sorry, if we file um, a TS standard application, which we're going to do in a later episode, then that would be 275. But for this purposes of this of this video, we're just going to do a TS plus. Uh, it's going to be 225. Now, we're going to see when we compare the episodes, we're going to talk about the differences. But basically, the TS plus means that you have less latitude to select the description of goods and services for your mark. So we're going to do a TS plus. We're an attorney is going to be. Uh, we're going to do it in, in your own name. So let's just say this this is uh, you as an individual, right? So you're going to release this app. So I'll do it under as if it were under my name. All right. So like I said, um, I'm going to do it under my name today. And remember, you got to it's last name followed by first name followed by your initial. Now I'm going to click individual. Now it's going to ask me for citizenship. So that's required and sorry, United States, there we go. Um, and my mailing address. So I'm gonna type that in. There we go. And Okay. Now, if I wanted to have a domicile address, um, you can enter it here. This is if you put it in here, it's going to stay confidential. Phone number again, not required. Um, it, it, if you want to put it, it, it it'd be it, the only issue that I take with that is that remember it's going to be public record, so just keep that in mind. However, it is nice to have a phone number on the record. I've said in past videos not to, but the, the reality is, is that most, for the most part, examiners like to correspond over email. That being said, sometimes they do call. So if you're going to be doing this on your own, it might be a good idea to put your phone number in. I've never had an examiner uh, fax me, but again, it's an option if you have a fax number and you want to upload it. Now, email. Email is required. Okay, you're not going to be able to get around that. You do actually have to input your email, so my work email. Uh, again, website address not required. If you want to upload it, go ahead and upload it. Okay, we're going to click continue. I just want to note, we're going to get an error. Uh, this is because we didn't put our phone number. Um, again, this is about contact. Um, but remember, they have, they have your email address, so they're going to be able to contact you that way. I'm going to click continue. Okay, now this is the part where we get to actually input the mark. So we're going to use Victoria's name that you came up with the res and you can uh if you, we, we're going to do special form later but if you have a logo you would actually click special form today we're just going to do a standard character mark and we're going to if you click preview you don't see it but it's going to pop up a preview of an actual mark all right so we're going to click continue and now this is the part where we actually input the goods and services okay so this is the part where this ts plus is very limiting in our opinion. So in the TS plus you're required. So when you click add goods and services, um, you actually are only, you will only have the options that are provided to you by the TS system. So type in mobile application and you're going to see some good options. So um, the one that I recommend personally, so again, we're looking for class nine. So, Uh, 
I like this one right here. So I'm going to read it to you guys. Uh, wait, actually, can you guys see that? I can zoom in. Try to zoom in. That's a lot better, right, Victoria? Cool. All right. So as you guys can see right here, this is my preferred one just because downloadable computer application software for mobile phones, namely software for, and then you get to input. So whenever you see braces, curly braces and bold in the TS Plus, you actually have latitude. That's the one place where you can actually input your own text. Um, you can see there's other class nines, like super specific though for home automation, AI for home automation. Uh, one at the very top was for booking taxis. Um, keep going down. Feature instruction in like this is I guess mobile app related to education possibly. Um, this one's actually pretty good too, right here. Downloadable software in the nature of a mobile application for, and you can explain what it is, what the application does. Um, <clears throat> I like this one a lot too. Uh, frankly, like you could select both if you want. Uh, this is um, again downloadable. Okay, so this see, these are pretty nice because they give you a lot of latitude. Downloadable computer application software for. Um, but yeah, uh, if you guys are curious, go check it out again. You can actually get to this information without having to start the application process. You can just go to the TD ID manual. If you just Google it, trademark ID manual, it'll come up. Um, anyways, let's, let's, let's move on. I'm going to pick, um, the early one downloadable computer application software for mobile phones, namely software for. insert checked entries, and that's going to add it. Ah, okay, so this is going to give me the option now. So now it's going to say, hey, you selected one that had braces in it, so now you have to input some text. So uh, this is the part where I'm going to bring Victoria back on so she can give me some information on her mobile app. Um, is this for, like, what it's going to do? Yeah. How about a streaming service? Mobile application. Mobile computer application software for mobile phones. I mean, software for uh, streaming. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. Real quick. Add. Cool. Oh, wait. When I clicked add, it actually added another. So you could actually enter multiple. Uh, so just as an example, like we could have done software for streaming. We could say streaming video. And then we could have done like streaming audio. This is all acceptable. And you can do streaming audio and video content, for example. So all acceptable. Then we click insert checked entries, and it should add them all. So now we can see them all, all here. Um, downloadable computer application software for mobile phones, only software for streaming video, and then you see streaming audio and streaming audio and video content. So pretty cool. Um, again, we're going to do a section 1B. 
So I believe I've explained in prior episodes, but basically a Section 1B application allows you to apply for a trademark before you've started using it in commerce. So it's an opportunity to protect the name before you actually start uh, selling or providing your goods, selling your services. It basically gives you an opportunity to protect the name before you put all the money into branding and, and developing your actual, your actual um, business and brand. So really, really good, useful tool. It's relatively inexpensive. As I'm showing you in this video, it's only going to cost you $225 to secure your mobile app name. So good idea. We're going to click Section 1B. And again, this is basically saying that, you, you under, hey, you understand, right, that this is a Section 1B application. And in the Section 1B application, you have a bona fide intent to use the mark in commerce. So we're going to check this box. And we're going to click Assign Filing Basis. And now we're, we're pretty far along. So once we select, uh, once we hit continue, as you can see, these are all under class nine and mobile app related to streaming. And you guys are going to see how these are going to show up in the final application, but they're probably going to be separated by, um, by semicolons. I'm going to click continue. Ah, now here I'm going to put my reference number. So I'm just going to put my initials. Uh, we're going to do TL1 today. Uh, tomorrow we'll just keep incrementing it and then we'll, yeah. Well, this will be a series of episodes. I think it's going to be really, really useful content for all of you. Now, this is really important. If you guys have, have teammates, like I'm so fortunate to have Victoria on my team. So I'm going to add her here. Uh, this is this What this does is that all correspondence that I get, she's also going to get. So it's a really useful tool so that your team can stay, can stay apprised of what's actually going on with your application. So if some correspondence comes in, but I'm super busy, I may miss it. And if you don't respond to it within six months, it'll go abandoned. But fortunately, if Victoria gets it, then there's no way that it's going to slip through the cracks. Um, really good, useful tool. Again, put your coworkers, your assistants, anyone that's involved in the branding process, I recommend adding them here just so that they also get, get the notifications. So, and again, you can put up to four. So just keep that in mind. We're going to click continue. And now we're almost done. So now we're at the fee, at the fee stage. So again, 225 class well, for one class. Remember, this is a cheap application. I'm going to sign it directly. Um, now, there's four checkboxes that you have to sign. The first that you have to check, the first checkbox is just saying that you understand this is a Section 1B application. So you have an intent to use the mark in commerce. And this checkbox is here is saying that you have a right to use the mark, that someone else is, isn't using the uh, the mark uh, with similar goods for, um, for similar goods and services that would create confusion in the marketplace. And this third one is saying that there's actual support for what you stated in the application. Now, this fourth checkbox is saying that you're signing on a penalty of perjury, right? So anything that you, any lies that you make could be, you could be held in uh, fire imprisonment for, for lying. Signature, again, pretty easy. They make it really simple. All you have to do is type your name in within slashes, your date signed. It automatically fills it for you. It's quite nice. And again, uh, put your name in here. And my title, I'm just going to do owner. Some people like to do holder, like trademark holder. I just do owner, especially if it's, if, an, if it's an individual. And then again, then your phone number. And then you click validate. Now, we're now at the, oh, did I miss a checkbox? Oh, I missed the basis checkbox. Whoops. All right, so now I click validate, 
And then it takes me to the final page where I can actually submit the application. So this is the very final page. Once I check this box and hit submit, my application will be submitted. I'll be taken to a place where I can pay the fee. So the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna review the application, make sure that all the information that I entered is correct. So here I'm gonna, I see my mark. Um, I don't, yeah, it's, fortunately it's a pop-up, but I'll show you the mark in another, in another page. Uh, standard characters, yeah, so it's a word mark, not a logo, not a design mark. And again, notice, we're not making claim to any particular type of font, size, style, color, right? Uh, again, this is our my, our address information. All looks good, individual. Ah, now here's here's the bit. Okay, so you see how these are these are what we actually created. They get inserted and they get separated by semicolons. Okay. Um, one thing I don't particularly like. I don't like the way this is this is uh, comes out. So I'm going to show you guys really quick how you can fix it. It's actually really simple. They make you they create a session, so it's really easy to go backwards and forwards in the application. So again, here's a docket number. And not required, by the way, but it's if, if you have a lot of cases that you're tracking, it's a very useful tool to keep track of your cases. So we're gonna click back. Um, like I said, I'm, let's go back and fix that. We're perfectionists here, so we can click go back to modify. They make it really, really easy to do this, guys. Um, you just click go back. And by the way, when we go forward, what you're gonna discover is everything is saved. So we're not, we're not gonna lose any of your information. We're not gonna have to re-input any of this information. So it's actually quite nice. Um, uh, let's see. How do I edit? Uh, oh, I guess I actually don't make it easy for you guys to actually edit these classes. Um, so I guess what we have to do is we, we would have to like actually go in and add them again. So you could, so you could actually remove it and then add it. Um, I'm going to go under just this one because it covers both audio and video. Um, but just note that you want when you put them in order like that, you're going to want to make sure that there's a semicolon here, not a period. I think it looks kind of funny. Actually, no, no, sorry. The, the, the system is automatically going to add the separator for you. So you don't even need anything in there. But for the very last one, I just so it reads more clearly, I like to have a period at the very end. Um, again, and it, it, if you did if you didn't want to add or change anything, all you have to do is click Add Goods and Services, and then it would take you back to that same page where you can then select, you type in mobile application, pick the pick the description you like, and then click Insert Check Entries and then add a text. So pretty pretty straightforward. Anyways, I'm going to click Continue. I'm happy with this one description. And I'm going to move forward to the application. And as you can see, it actually stores all your information. So it makes it really easy to go forwards and backwards. So you don't have to like go back and retype in stuff. So when I click on input, I can look at the application again. And as you guys can see, um, it, it's updated the class. So I think it just I think it just reads a little better. So good example of going back and changing the application and not having to re-input all your information all over again. So again, here's the mark, clever. Victoria's clever name for her mobile app. And again, we're going to click. Uh, oh, by the way, if you want to save your application, you can save it. So if you click Save Form, it'll save what's called a .obj file. That .obj file then gets saved, and you can finish your application tomorrow. So pretty useful tool, guys. Think about that. If, you, if you're not 100% sure, but you don't want to lose all your work, 
you can save it as a .obj file and then start working on the application tomorrow. Now, this is the final checkbox. This checkbox is saying, hey, no right to privacy, right? So right to confidentiality, everything that you put in your application is gonna be public, okay? So keep that in mind. The second thing that's really important is there's no refunds. So if later uh, Victoria comes up to me and she's like, oh, you know what? Look, I, I like, I want VRES with two S's, not one. Tough luck. You have to do a whole nother application. So keep that in mind, another 225. So make sure that when you submit this, that this is in fact your, the word mark that you want Otherwise, you're going to have to pay a whole another set of fees and go through the entire filing process. So very important. So once I click, uh, let's see, we have a question. If I save the .obj file working on it tomorrow, will I still benefit from today's filing date? Oh, that's a good question. So no, you will not get the benefit of today's filing date. You have to hit pay submit in order for you for it to be filed. Otherwise, once you click, um, once you click save, um, I'll be able to download it, but it's not gonna have been submitted. I'm not gonna get a filing receipt number. I'm not gonna get a filing date. Um, you have to go all the way to the end and click pay submit. That's the only way for you to get a filing date. That's a really good question. Thanks, thanks for asking that. Um, yeah, saving the form by itself is not going to get you a filing date or a filing receipt or a serial number. If you click save, click save form, great. You'll have it on your, on, your, on your system, but again, never gonna get examined never going to turn into trademark. You have to actually go through the entire process and click pay submit like I'm going to do now and actually pay the fee. Okay. You have to pay the fee uh, in order to actually get today the benefit of today's filing date and to actually have, have a filed pending trademark application. So this is going to pull up a payment form. Uh, I'm going to fill it out and put your, my credit card information. And once I do that, so after I, I fill in all my information, once I do this and click submit payment, um, I just want you guys to understand what I'm, what's going to happen is I'm going to get an email and that email is going to have the, a filing receipt. It's also going to prompt me to download my application. So once I download the application, I can store it, save it, um, uh, share it with my team, but it's also going to provide me with a serial number. Okay. That serial number, you're going to be able to take, um, I'll show you guys real quick, but you're basically, you're going to be able to go to tsdr.uspto.gov and input your serial number right here. And when you click status, it'll tell you about the status of your application. So assigned to an examiner, pending, still waiting to be processed, whatever it may be, you'll be able, you'll be able to track the entire process by going to tsdr.uspto.gov. But you need that serial number. So keep that serial number handy. <clears throat> All right, so I think this is super useful content. Uh, we're, we'll do, we'll do, we're gonna do a whole series of episodes on how you can protect your mobile app uh, name and logo and logo uh, for going on the Apple for ongoing on the app stores, various app stores out there. So really useful, really useful content. Hopefully you guys brings you guys a lot of value. So thank you so much. This is episode 59. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow for episode 60 and have a great, have a great Monday.